What does your prayer life say about what you think about God himself? You know, last week there was a photograph of Mike Pence leading his coronavirus task force. The photo was of a bunch of people in a circle in a meeting, bowing their heads in prayer. And that photo uh, received a lot of criticism aimed at Vice President Pence. And, and you know, you can, I'm sure, there, we can complain and you can critique the, pres the Vice President on decisions that he's made in relative to policy. But Mike Pence is a Christian and he believes that in a God who is transcendent, who is powerful enough to dictate and control nature, if that's what he believes, wouldn't it actually bother you if he didn't start that meeting in prayer? You see, again, I think that what we do in life says a lot more about what we actually believe than what we say. So if we say we believe in prayer, then why don't we pray more than we do? We're continuing Colossians, and Colossians 4.2, just that one verse is what we're going to look at this week. Colossians 4.2 says, Continue steadfastly in prayer, being watchful in it, with thanksgiving. Three quick things that are gigantic that he says about prayer. The first thing he says is that we are to be steadfast in prayer. That means unlike the way I do diets, it should not be a yo-yo kind of thing where I'm on the prayer and then I'm off the prayer. No, this is something that needs to be regular in my life, persevering in it, regular in it. If we were not steadfast in prayer, what does that say about what we believe about God himself? I think maybe for one thing, it says that we don't believe he can actually answer those prayers. We don't believe that God even desires us to persevere and be steadfast in it. I think ultimately you could say that it says that we think that that's a waste of time. I think that's what people are saying about the vice president when they critique him in that way. That to lead it, start a meeting with prayer is a waste of time. And the second thing he says is that we are to be watchful in prayer. And that reminds me of what Jesus uh, said to the disciples in the Garden of Gethsemane the night before he was on the cross. He said in Matthew 26, and he came to the disciples and found them sleeping. And he said to Peter, so you could not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. You know, this you know, being watchful, it's like being a watchman. It's like you put the, you know, the guard that watches the tower. He stands on the top of the wall and he watches for the enemy because we don't know when the enemy is coming. We've got to have the watchman on the tower all the time. You know, he says in Psalm 127, unless the Lord builds the house, those who build it labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. So I believe that being watchful in prayer is us saying that we believe God is the one that can accomplish whatever it is that we're seeking to do. We're saying that, hey, if, if we're going to guard this city, if we're going to build this house and be successful at that, God has to be involved in that. Therefore, to be watchful in prayer is acknowledging and saying, God, you're the one that has to do this work. You're the one that we appeal to as God, as Lord. If we are not 
watchful in prayer. What does that say about what we believe about who God is? He's not the answer. We're saying he can't do it. And we're saying, therefore, that prayer is a waste of time. And the third thing he says is that we are to pray with thanksgiving. With thanksgiving. If our prayer is not with thanksgiving, what does that say about what we believe about God himself? I think maybe one thing it says is that what God has given us, we're not really that thankful for anymore. Or maybe the things that I really wanted and really desired, he hasn't given to me yet. If he would just give me that one thing that I always wanted, then, then I'll be thankful for him. But you know, there is an incredible power in our thankfulness. I think that gratitude just sets our hearts and our minds in the right place. Just the exercise of going through and reminding ourselves of what God has done for us is incredibly powerful in, in, in resetting our minds and our hearts around what matters and what matters to God. You know, there's a children's song that you might have uh, known from uh, when you were younger where it says, you know, count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your blessings and, and you'll see all that God has done. Just the process of going through that is incredibly powerful. And, I, and again here, I want to ask you, what does your prayer life say about what you believe about who God really is? You know, as we've worked through Colossians, we came to the household text where we talked about the relationship between husbands and wives and parents and children and employees and employers. And remember, we have this theme of intentional homes where we want to be intentional in our households, not just letting the world come to us. And, and our theme verse was from Joshua, where Joshua stood up in front of Israel and he said, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. In a way, Joshua there was, was setting a flag. He was laying claim to the territory, to the place that he himself could control, his, his own home. And, and I want us to be, have that same kind of attitude. There's a lot of things going on in the world and around us, but we can set the standard and the goal for what's happening in our household. And you'll see in Colossians that these next few verses, and we'll talk about these in the coming weeks, are all about prayer. I want us to be intentional in our households with prayer. And I want you to be able to answer this question this Sunday in your group. What is the prayer plan? What's the plan in your own personal life for prayer? What's, what's the prayer plan with your spouse? What's the prayer plan with your, with your children and as a family? I believe that our prayer life communicates what we really believe about who God is. Let's be intentional in our prayer and not be accidental in it. To set aside time for it. So again, I want to ask you, what's the plan? And I want you to come this Sunday ready with that plan. Here's what I'm going to do. This is where I feel God's leading me to grow in my own prayer life. And let's encourage each other and work towards this. And we're going to see in the next few weeks as we roll out the next part of Colossians here, all the amazing things that God wants to do and will do through our prayer. I love you all and I look forward to seeing you Sunday.